0: we begin today at the Mishnah at the bottom of Kuf Zion on the base Zag Mishnah Mi Sheholach L'medina person traveled overseas and he didn't leave food for his wife a person came and he feeds this person's wife so now what happens now the husband comes back this person says hey you know I was taking care of your wife all this time pay me back says he lost his money Nobody uh, asked him to go and feed his wife. He, so he, whatever he did is going to be a uh, mitzvah, a but he's not getting paid back, back for this. The Mnei Ko'enim G'daylum argued on Hanan, V'amru, and they said, He'll swear how much it is that he spent to feed his wife and V'yito, and he will get paid back. Rashi here explains that this machlaikis between Hanan and the Bnei Kain and Gudalim is in a case where this person just comes along and feeds this woman, and he sees Nebuchad Rahman, and she has nothing to eat, and he feeds her. But what's if he clearly made a deal with her? He said to her clearly, I'm only lending you this money. And then in the right time, when you have money, you got to pay me back. So then when the husband comes back, and he's going to come, he doesn't have to go directly to the husband, he goes to her and says, no, pay me back. And then she goes to her husband, and she says to her husband, Give me money for me to be able to pay back. This whole thing was just a loan. So if he made it clear it was a loan, Khanan would agree that he's getting paid back. Here we're talking about a case where the person doesn't say anything. He didn't say, I'm blending money. He just came and gave money to this woman that that her husband owes her money. Her husband owes her money and he just comes and gives her the money instead of the husband without saying anything. So then Khanan says that he doesn't get paid back. There's an interesting Taisvah here. Taisvah says, why shouldn't this be similar to a halacha that says in the Gemara above Mitzia, if you go down to a person's property without his permission and you go and you improve it, you you, uh, do work there and he never asks you to do anything. The Allah is that a property owner does have to pay you to some extent. He yeah, does have to pay you for the work that you did. Ya Allah he doesn't have to pay you for the, the whole improvement, but for whatever you spent on it, he does have to pay you. So over here, the fact is that this, this husband owes money, this money to his wife. And you went and you did a work, work for him, so to speak, or you went and paid something for him. Why shouldn't he have to pay you back, according to Hanan? So the answer to this is the Rishayim have various answers to this. The answer that to says is, in the case of the property, you have right over here, this property that its condition was changed. In front of your eyes, you see the how it's different. It's not the same property as it was before. He took out the stones, and he improved it, and he made it a much better wow. pro, 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 uh, property. So therefore, in such a case, he has to pay. But over here, the money you gave to this Isha, and she used and she ate, the improvement that here, there's no improvement but end. You can't say that there's a condition of something that has in front of her eyes that's different. So, so you, you paid for somebody. She's <laughs> she's <alive. laughs> but she, she was alive the same as she was when he left. She, she's the same person. Okay, speaking about eating food and being alive. Okay, so the Gemara says, the Mishnah continues, Omar Avdeysa ben Harkness kidivreya. Avdeysa ben Harkness agreed to the B'nei of G'daylem. Rabbi Echel Mezakei said, no, Yofa Mahanon. Hanon is actually right. He placed his, his money on the horns of a deer that's running away. And even if you can't reach that deer, so, or that's what the mushroom is, you can't reach the deer, and this is money, you're never going to get back. Okay, But the, again, like the, as I mentioned before, the Mepharshim do point out, it doesn't mean that what you did was not beneficial. You just did a mitzvah of tzedakah. But don't, get, don't expect, you do a mitzvah Tzach, don't expect to get paid back. Zagta Gemara, Tanan we learned the following Mishnah, regarding, regarding a person that makes a nether, a person makes a nether, not to have any benefit of his friend. And according to Rashi, as we'll see in the continuation of this Mishnah, we're talking about two people, Reuven and Shimon. they made a nether, each not to have a from each other. However, the Mishnah says, Shaikeloi is You're allowed to give the machtzas shekel for the friend that's not allowed to have honor for you. You can do the mitzvah for him and give the machtzas shekel for him. And the Gemara will soon explain why this is not considered to be giving him a benefit. Perel leis you can pay up a loan for him that he owes, and also machzalay avidasai. And if you find an item that belongs to this person that he lost, you can return it to him. Ubmokem shenaytlen schar in a place where the custom is that people get paid for returning a lost item even though this is really a mitzvah so Rashi says that this, you get schar for the tirchah of returning it and the other Mufar add to that that this just means schar betele you get schar for the fact that you're bottled from other work that you could have done so then you can't take the schar from your friend <coughs> because there's a nether they don't have a no" from each other so what do you do people are la hektish so that anether of pay would go to hektish this is the Mishnah that it says in the Dara. So now the Gemara will explain each one of these details in this Mishnah, why you're allowed to do this with somebody that you made an edda not to have enough from him, he's not having enough from you. It's understood why you're allowed to give the Macht for him, because mitzvah it, All that you're doing is, you're doing a mitzvah for him. Now what this means is, there's actually two points to what this means. In the words of the Gemara, what the Gemara is saying is, even if your friend would not give Macht Sashakel, he would have a part in the carbonus. What's done with machtsa shekel? They buy all the carbonus, Typically, for this, in order for all the clay Yisrael to have a part in the carbon, even if a person does not give the machtsa shekel, yeah. so he has a part in this carbon. So when you're giving it for him, you're not now giving him the benefit of having a part of the carbon through this mitzvah. Even without, even without that, he would have he, he would have that part of the carbon. How do we know this? The Tanan or the Tanya it says in the When they separate all the... Again, we learned this actually not long ago over here in the Mesechteh. It spoke about how it worked with Machzah Shekel. All the Machzah Shekel was brought into a lishka, to a chamber. And then every so often, three times a year, they would separate the Machzah Shekel from there to be used for kerbanus. Now when they separate that money from the Machzah Shekel, so Terman, Allah Avod, they're separating the money also for a person that donated Machzah Shekel, but he sent it with someone and it got lost or money that was already collected from someone for the Matzah Shekel, but it didn't yet arrive into the Beis HaMikdash. So the the money that's being separated from the Lishka, from the chamber to be used for the Karbanes, is going to be for the benefit of that person as well. He has a part in this. And even for something that in the future is going to be collected. Someone that did not give Matzah Shekel yet even if in the future if he's only going to give it in the future the machtzah shekel that's being separated and the karbonas are bought from it is for that individual as well so here there's actually Machlekes Rashi and Teisvis according to Rashi even if this person will not ever in the future end up giving machtzah shekel the karbonas that are being brought is going to be for that yid as well so therefore you over here that gave this machtzah shekel for your friend it's not you that now gave him a part on the carbon. even without you giving it he has a part on the carbon. Tayistus, however, says the lashon over here is asad l'igbois. That in the future he's going you're gonna collect from him. If, <laughs> if he never ends up giving. So then he does not have a part in the carbon. So if so, you did cause him to have a benefit of the carbon by giving Machzal Shekel for him. So Teisus says the case of here is, going back on the first part of that braise, Allah Ovid they that's talking about that you gave for your friend that already gave his Machzal Shekel, but it got lost on the way or it was collected, it didn't arrive yet to the base of mikdash, And for him, for, for your friend that did that, you gave for him the Machzal Shekel because it got lost, he wants to replace so then you, you, you did no benefit for him. Because he gave already, he for sure has a part on the carpet, without you giving it. But in a case where he didn't give anything at all, and he's not ever going to give, according to Tasis, if you give for him, you actually are giving him a part in the, uh, the Karbanas. Okay, so that's what the Gemara is saying. Now, now there's a, another detail over here, besides what the Gemara is saying with Fedish, which the discussed, and that is the mitzvah, the mitzvah of giving, you're, you're a shliach for your friend to do this mitzvah for him. The Gemara is discussing whether you are giving him the benefit of having a part in the carbon, And that Gemara says, no, you're not giving him that benefit of having a part of the carbon. he has a part anyways. How about the very mitzvah itself? When you give, you're doing the mitzvah for him. He now gets a mitzvah through you. So why is that considered to be giving him a benefit? So the answer is, in an Ashit's Mashmah, he actually does not get a mitzvah. The act of the mitzvah, you did. You're shliach to give the shaka for him, but you did the act of the mitzvah. The shlichus does not help for him to be the one that did the act of the mitzvah. You did the act of the mitzvah. The only thing that it helps for is that now he has a portion of the karbanis, And that, the Gemara says, no, he does not have the portion of the karbanis because of you, because he would have had anyways. Or even if you're going to say that the shlichus here even helps that the act of the mitzvah that you did, it's as if he did it, but we know the cloud regarding mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, lav, lahonis nitno. Mitzvahs, and, mitzvahs are not done the act of a mitzvah is not something which is considered to be a hanah, a benefit that you have um, not, it's not an union of a pleasure it's a mitzvah you're doing it to of Hashem. so therefore even if what you, when you do the act it's as if he did it you're not giving him any hano on this so this is the explanation regarding machzah shekel the next thing you want to ask uh, uh, if, you, don't if it. you never end up giving it will not be for him correct you won't have a part in it the next thing the Gemara says, when it says in the, in the Mishnah there, ve'dosai," that you're allowed to return to this person that's not allowed to have of you, so you give him back his lost item. So Nami, the reason this is allowed is mitzvah of it. You're doing a mitzvah by returning to him this long, this lost item. The item itself belongs to him, right? You're not giving him something that's not his. I the fact that you're working hard, you do, you're, you're, you're being matriach, you found it, and you're going and you're returning it to him. That's your mitzvah you have. So you're not giving him a benefit in that sense by the mitzvah that you're doing. Elo, however, perele is chayvai, but when you go and pay someone's loan, how are you allowed to pay a loan for somebody that's not allowed enough from you? You're definitely saving him money. He's definitely giving him a benefit by the fact that you're paying him his loan. So my the answer is Amar the answer here is, The answer here is, that this Mishnah there in the Darin is going according to Hanan. The Omar Khanan said in our Mishnah, a similar thing, this person that goes and feeds this woman lost his money. So it's basically the same kind of a thing. The husband owes her money. And you come along and pay up this money that the husband owes without asking him, without without saying that I'm lending the money. You just go and do a favor, you go and pay it. So what you did has nothing to do with the husband that owed the money. He never asked you to do this. He's not going to owe you to give you back the money. So the same thing over here. If this person goes along and pays up a loan for somebody that's not allowed of have from him without being asked, without being told, that person's not to pay you back. What you did has nothing to do with that person. You gave him no benefit at all. Again? And a khanabi, but that has nothing to do, that's, that's not a direct benefit, that's not a benefit that he's getting from you. He never asked you to do that for him. You're paying the khaif and whatever hanah comes out of that has nothing to do with you. Okay, so, then, so he owes you the money then again no he doesn't owe you the money he never asked you to pay up this loan he never asked you to do this what, 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 you what, went you went you went and, and paid up this money okay so finished what, what does it have to do with that person that, that's the whole point that Khan and over here. when you go and give money without anybody asking you so then the person that you gave it to that now it benefits somebody else it's not considered that you benefited you brought benefit to him if you, if according to Khanan, if the pshat would over here would be that I brought benefit to the husband so therefore the husband should be chayif to pay back the fact that Khanan is saying that the husband is not chayif to pay back this man that gave the benefit for him for the wife that he owes money to that means that Khanan is saying that we don't consider this to be that you gave a benefit for the husband you did a soft stocking, but it has nothing to do with the husband He's not high to pay back. The same thing over here. You pay money for this person that owes someone money. So it has nothing to do with him. You didn't give him any benefit. You just did a mitzvah tzedakah. You're your own personal mitzvah tzedakah. You a benefit for that person. Huh? For the wife for the, for the you did it. Yeah, he, one exactly. One for the person one that one got one. the payment. For the wife that got the payment. It's a benefit. But not for the person that owed the money. You have nothing to do with him. That's, that's according to Hanan. Okay, but now the Gemara says, The Rav says, The Rav we can even say that that Mishnah there goes according to the Rabbanon that says that the husband will have to pay you back meaning when you give the wife money the husband did benefit and therefore you should have to pay you back so here the question would be according to the Rabbanon how could you pay a loan for this person that you're not allowed to give him any and you know? all so the answer is over there when it speaks about you paid a person's loan speaking about a unique loan a person borrowed money with the condition that he doesn't have to pay back. Now this doesn't literally mean that he doesn't have to pay back but what it means is usually you borrow money so then the person you borrowed the money from has the right to always come and demand money from you. Over here you borrow the money with a condition you can't ever demand any money from me. If I decide to pay you back I'll pay you back. If I decide not to pay you back I don't have to pay you back. So therefore, over here, when you come and pay up this person's loan, you didn't give him any benefit. Even if you wouldn't have paid up the loan, I would I would not have to pay it. The the the, lawyer, the, the malva doesn't have the right to demand the money from me. That, that's that's what we're talking about over here. No star, star no star, yes, star no, doesn't make a difference then if it's, no, it's a star <laughs> or not. One second, it's a condition that the malva does not have the right to demand the money from you. So when you go and pay this money, you're just doing a mitzvah tzedakah because I wouldn't have to pay this loan. Okay, so those are the two pshatim of this price In the in the, the mission over there in the Dorim, whether it can go according to Hanan, or even according to the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, Bishleim Rava We understand why Rava did not want to say that that missioner there goes like Rav Eishih said because the Ma'ikim look at Rabbanan. He wants to explain that that missioner should be according to the majority opinion, according to the Rabbanan. my time Why did Raveshia not want to say that that missioner? would be, even according to the Rabbana, like Rav explained, that we could say it's speaking about a loan, where the person is not obligated to pay it back. Allah <inaudible> will answer you. He disagrees with this thing. Why? And he, the Han Noah true, when you pay up a loan, that that person was not obligated to pay back, because he made a condition. that You can't demand the money from me. So true, you're not giving me a, a monetary benefit, but, Kisufa Mi isn't there an embarrassment there? If you borrow money from someone, a guy gives you $1,000, even if you made a condition with him that you can't demand the money from me, but every time you see him you see and you know. never paid him back, there's a certain embarrassment. So the fact that you pay the money from him, you are giving him a benefit. That you take away that embarrassment. And he's not allowed to have that off from you. So therefore, it can't go, according to the Rabbanon. Now, there's some that actually take out this next line in the Gemara over here, but uh, if we read the next line in the Gemara, the Bach adds over here: Lishna According to another version, this that you, he takes away your embarrassment goes even a step further. I'm saying the Pshad over here that the Marav Ransburg explains: "Hosam Nami isle over there, even in this case where we said that you don't have to pay back the loan, you made a condition that he can't collect it from you. But nevertheless, ba'hi anod minay. The very fact that this person is embarrassed from the from from his malveh that, that he lent them the money, this is considered to be a real or not. In other words, the difference, according to the, this pshat and the Gemada, between the first lotion and this lashna is the first lashon. It's saying it's not a real monetary hana; it's just a hana that he's taking away embarrassment. According to the second pshat, what it's saying is isle that it's a real benefit; it's equivalent to a monetary benefit. So much so, you can maybe even say a person would be ready to pay somebody uh, some 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 money to go and and uh, get rid of this embarrassment for him. This this has monetary value to it. It, it is a real hana. So therefore. Rabbi disagrees with Rav that the case there is, that he made up, that he's not going to collect it, and therefore you can pay this. No, it is um, it is removing embarrassment, and therefore it is still uh, no even a real uh, no that you're giving this person. Okay. So in the beginning of the paddock here it said that there was Hanan that argued with, with the Chachamim in his times and there were two Allah's that he argued and those were the two first missions we learned here and now there's Admain Admain was from the other uh, Dayanim in Yerushalayim and he said seven Shiva, He said seven Allah's and he argued with the Chachamim in his times so we're going to have seven different Allah's over here and these Allah's most of them have not necessarily a connection to the subjects of Mesech Subis. Meshama is the person passed away. and he left sons and daughters. So now what happens with the inheritance here? Bisman when there's enough money, there's there's a lot. So then what happens is the sons are the ones that there's the Allah of Yerusha, they're Abonis and then the daughters, they just get fed. And they get no Yerusha. But if there's very little money or the very little properties, and what does that mean? So brings from what it says in the modern Baba Basra. That means that there's not enough for 12 months to feed the children. So then if they're sold little properties or money, so then what happens? Habanois. Uh, uh, where am I over here? Uh, one second. Mm-hmm. So then we take all this money, and we don't give any inheritance to the sons. The, well. the bonuses are the ones that get all the money for their food, and the sons get no money, no inheritance, and no money for their food, and they are going to have to go knock <laughs> on doors and collect money for themselves. Adman okay. however, Adman disagreed. Adma says the sons the zgharem, they say because I'm a male so therefore I lose out I don't need to eat I mean, why shouldn't such a case where there's not enough to feed everybody why should we say that the daughters get fed and the sons get no, nothing at all I mean obviously as Rashi says this is a takanas chacham I tell the sons are the ones that get the inheritance this whole thing is a takanas Chachamim. and in such a case we want the daughters to get fed and therefore we take it all away from the sons and, and the daughters give it that's what Chachamim said Adma said no the, the sons say that we should get also something to, to be able to eat. Amar um, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said, mm-hmm. I agree to what Admin said. What is this that Admin is saying? They say that because I'm a Zakhar I should lose. It seems like he's saying that Zakhar actually has a stronger reason why he should be fed. And maybe the daughters, they should be the ones knocking on the door. What are they saying with this? Um, so so says, what they were saying is as follows: because I'm a Zachar and I have a mitzvah to learn Taireh, so therefore I'm in a higher level. So no, I have sadities. now because of this I should lose out. A Zachar is the one that has to have the peace of mind to be able to sit and learn and be fed, so he shouldn't have to go knocking on doors. But the daughters that don't have a mitzvah to learn taira, they should be the ones that should have to go around collecting money for themselves. to this "Manda yaris, Manda This is the mile of the zakhar The mile of the zakhar is that if he learns Teyre, he yashins his father. If he does not learn taira, he is not yarshin his father. Something to the, the, the mitzvah, the, the, the nothing to do with the mitzvah, the halacha, or the the idea of yerusha. Has nothing to do with learning tayta or not. So the tain of the zocherim of that they're saying that because we are a zocher, why are we losing out? It's not labdafka a Zohar that learns tayta. Every Zohar has a an advantage. The fact that he gets yerusha. So elo So therefore, says <laughs> This is what they mean to say. B'shvil shani zocher royal lirish the very fact that I'm a Zacher we see the Titus says that I'm the one that's supposed to be Ashton the Father <speaking in Hebrew> when there's enough money here <speaking in Hebrew> so now Chachamim are going to be misaken to such an extent that when there's not enough to feed everybody the daughters get everything and I get nothing so but take? therefore they disagreed so Machlaikis, Machleikis Zag the next uh, halacha where there was an argument between the Chachamim and Admain. so Chachayin <speaking> es <Hebrew> a person comes and makes a claim to his friend, shemen, that you owe me the jugs of oil. And his friend says, yes, I have jugs that belong to you, but no oil, empty jugs. <laughs> admin says, Since you're admitting. Part of the claim, you shava. So you have to swear, this is the Allah if you admit part of a claim, so you have to swear. So over here, you being, the, the claim was the jugs and oil, and you just admitted the jugs, so you have to swear. There's no here. What you're being made to is not of the same min that you were being asked for. You were being asked the jugs and the oil, and you were to just that you have the jugs without the mm-hmm. oil. So this is you being made to a min that you weren't asked for. I was going to explain this, we'll see. So therefore, there's no, in such a case, there's no Allah of my Demi Amar Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says, I agree to what Admin said. Okay, so says the say. How do we understand the opinion of the Rabbanon? He asked him for oil and the, the drugs with the oil as well. And you're admitting only to the drugs. So you are admitting to part of what he asked. So why is he saying that it's not the same Minim? He asked you for two Minim. And you admit it to one of those two minims. Why shouldn't this be considered to be a maidim v'ksas? So according to the Rabbanan, what we see from here is, if your friend comes and claims that you owe him wheat and barley, you only admit to the fact that you owe barley. So you're a of making a shvua. Because you're only being maidim to one min. The there's one min that you're completely denying. And there's one min that you're completely admitting. That's not called Maidu B'miktas. Maidu B'miktas means if he had asked of you one min, or let's say he asked of you money, and you you admit to half of that amount of money, or half of that min. But if he's asking of you two minim, and you're only being maided to one of those two minim, that's not a Maidu B'miktas. So this is uh, what we see. The rabbanon's opinion is. So if so, leymetayvetu yotd rav Nachman or If so, this refutes the opinion of rav Nachman that said in the name of No, rav regarding this exact case. in the and your friend claims that you owe him wheat and barley. And you admit one of them. Chayev, you are chayev to make a shvu according to rav Nachman's understanding because you're being mided to one of those minim that your friend asked for. for, 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 for. So you are made mided mikzas. You're being made to half of the claim that he asked. Amrav The name The way to understand our Mishnah is When the Mishnah said that the friend was claiming that you owe him kade shemen, he didn't mean he wasn't asking and saying you owe me the oil together with the jugs. It just says in the Mishnah kade shemen, saying this amount. He says this the amount of these jugs. That's how much oil you have of me. But he was only asking him for oil, and you owe me for what that you owe jugs. So he asked you for one min and for that I mean you totally denied, and you're being made for something totally different. So therefore, in such a case, there's no made of of mixus at all. That's the case of our Mishnah. If that's the case of the Mishnah, if so, then what would be the reason why Adman would disagree? Why would Adman say that in such a case, you're still considered to be a made of of mixus? This is what's always known in the Gemara. Ta'an the high beside it. He asks you for one thing, and you made it something completely different. Taisus here points out that the MS is that Rabbi Gamliel, which says in the Mishnah, is in another place, Rabbi Gamliel does say, You are Chayev and a Shavuot of Maidim and Mixas. So here the Gemara says, My time at Admin, the Gemara simply could have said, Admin holds, even you are Chayev and a Shavuot. But Taisus says the Gemara wants us to fit, wants Admin's opinion to fit with Rav Nachman, that we hold that Tane Chayev and is Potter. So therefore Rav says a different shot. The Kula Alme. Every, there's, 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 there's various cases over here, and the Gemara goes through them. There's three different scenarios. The Kula Alme. Everybody would agree. Hey the If your friend comes and claims as follows, Maloi Asare Kad Yeshli I have the amount of what could be contained in ten jugs of oil. I have it in your pit. So he's not asking at all for jugs. He's just using the jugs as, the, as a measure, for the amount. And he says, I have oil by you in your pit. So he's, He's only asking for oil. He never asked him for the jugs. And therefore, if the person is being mided that he owes jugs, so in such a case, he'd be potted. So that everybody agrees. On the other hand, another case, if he said, he clearly spelled out, I'm asking for the jugs that are full with oil in them. So he was claiming that you owe both, the jugs and the oil that they're filled with. So, in such a case, Shemen v'kankanim katonli. So, he's asking you for oil and the drugs, and what's the opinion of Rabnabdachmanamashmul? Then, in such a case, you'd be chayef to make a shavuot, because that's Tanechitin v'sa'irim, v'yadle besainim. So, in such a case, there would be no machlaikis in our Mishnah. What is a machlaikis in our Mishnah? Ki pligi. When our Mishnah uses the expression Kade Shemen, what does the Mishnah mean? it's when a person tells his friend, Asala Kade Shemen, yeshli etzloch. I have 10 jugs of oil by you. Uh So over here, it's not clear what he meant. He didn't say that I have the amount of 10 jugs of oil in your pit. On the other hand, he didn't use the term malayim saying that I, I'm asking for the 10 jugs filled with oil. He just said, Asara 10 jugs of oil. So it's not clear. So Admin, I'm, uh, so their argument is really, how do we interpret the claim itself? Admin says, "Yes, When he uses this expression, to way to understand it is, he's claiming that he owes him both the oil and the jugs. That's what he was asking for. He's asking for both. And therefore, if you're admitting to the jugs, this is a Maide bimitsas. You're being made to a part of what he asked for you. So this is, K'tani Chitim Visa like Rav Nachman said this kind of a claim does not mean that he was asking for the jugs as well he was just using the jugs to say how much oil there is and therefore he's asking you for the oil and you're admitting to the jugs so therefore you're not admitting to anything that he asked for so therefore that's and you'll be put. So in essence, the only reason that Rabbana are disagreeing is because they understand the whole claim originally differently. They say that the claim was only for the oil. That explains the the can fit with our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Sana Ella According to this, what, how are we understanding now that Rabbana? The only reason that disagree is because the aim Lashon Lashan Kankan because this kind of a claim is only a claim for oil. It's not a claim for the jugs, but if it would be clear if we would say that this loshen does include that he was claiming from you both the oil and the jugs. So in such a case, chayev that Abba would agree to admain and they would say that you to make a shvu. If so, says the Gemara, not is the arguing opinion. We till here are discussing Rav Nachman. But now there's the other opinion that the Gemara will quote now that disagrees with Rav Nachman. If so, So this would refute Rav Chiyabar Abba's opinion. Om Rav Chiyabar Abba. Rav Chiyabar Abba said about what Rav Nachman said. <laughs> if someone claims you owe him wheat and barley and you're admitting to one of them, Pater. Rav Chiyabar says, "Argue with Rav Nachman? Rav Nachman, he says that you're Pater. So <clears throat> according to the pshat that Rav Nachman gave for the Mishnah, so this would be a question on their opinion. According to the Nachman's Pshat, it comes out that the Rabbanim would agree that in a case where he's claiming that you owe oil and the jugs and the oil and you agree only to the jugs, so you'd be chay <inaudible> So how could they say, Pater? Omen Barashi now says a different point there. NASA over here, and our in the case of our mission is different than than chitim Why? Because over here, when you talk about oil and the jugs, NASA kimishaton ribmaim ribmayim be Over here, it's like a person that's saying you owe me pomegranates, and the pomegranates come along with the peels, so it's really one thing not considered to be like two distinct Minim. Chitim and sa'irim are two distinct Minim. So a person that's asking you for Chitim and sa'irim, you're only being made in Sa'irem you're being made in one Min and the other Min you're completely denying. (laughs) Chitim and uh, sorry Rimoim Beklipasay it's really one Pairi. So even if you're you're agreeing that you owe the rimein and not the klippa, it's all part of the same min, it's part of the same pating. So, the same thing also is with the oil and the jugs that uh, contain, the, contain the oil, it's considered to be one min, really. Okay. So, therefore, in such a case, the, 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 uh, the opinion of Rav Chib doesn't apply. But the doesn't agree with this, this, this analogy. Maskev, but Ravin asked on this: the pomegranate without the peels is not. Protected meaning if the fruit can't grow without the peels on it and even after it grows, it can't be with it can't exist without the peels it's it's part and parcel of the fruit itself Shaman, mint oil it could survive you could have the oil without the jugs you put the oil in a pit and you and you store it that way it doesn't have to be together with the jugs. how can you consider to, this to be mamish like one min, like like a fruit that's that's one min. hello so therefore to answer the question on Raphir barabba's opinion, the commodity changes of air. So until there, the way we understood our mission is that he's denying the Shemen and he's agreeing to the Kankanem. Right? But now the Gemara is going to change and say that even in the kankanim itself, part of it is denying, part of it is agreeing. That's why over here that Rabban say you make a shwar. So this, this has nothing to do with what we're speaking about. Tanichitin visa'idin, Vahidullah Bissaid. Over here, even in the Sa'idin, or or in our case, really the Kankanim, he's not being made fully in the Kankanim, as the Gemara explains. Allah Mayasqina according to Rabkhi Baraba, what is our mission? speaking about? Da'amallay. Person claims to his friend, Asada Khadishami Yashliatsuha, I have ten jugs of oil by you that you owe me and his friend answers him. Shemen, regarding the oil, That he totally denies, I never took any oil from you. Kankanim, regarding the jugs, Nami, he's not fully agreeing to the kankanim. Chamisha, islach. Five jugs that you asked for, that I have. And the Chamisha, And five, I don't. So even regarding the kankanim itself, He's a Maid of a mixas. Well, So yeah. regarding the kankanim, certainly there's a Maid of a mixas sure. and he has to make a sure There's no question about that. Okay. So, okay. so now, what's the argument over here? Admin Admi says, "Yesh Losh Nazel Losh Kankanim. Similar to what we already explained before. So Admi says when his friend was claiming from him, he was asking both for the oil and the jugs. And therefore, when you admit it to part of the jugs, so you for sure a Mayyidum Mikzas regarding those jugs. Omigo, de kamishtaba kankanim. Once you have to make a shvua as a Mayyidum Mikzas for the jugs, Mishtaba Namiya Shaman al Yude Gilgul. So now, he can also be Megalgal. He can roll the Shvua regarding the oil as well. This is the Allah of Gilgul shvur. Once you make a Shvua on one matter, so he can also bring you to make a Shvua on another part of the claim, even though it wasn't part of the original obligation of the Shvua. And therefore, you have to swear for both, even on the oil that you fully denied. But Rabbanan Savri, however, Rabbanan's opinion is, When your friend was asking you for the jugs, or for the oil, rather, he wasn't really asking for the jugs. He said, Kade Shaman. Kade Shaman means really the oil, not the jugs. And therefore, when you were made in the jugs, so what I say is, masha lay lay, masha lay, lay Even though in the, regarding the jugs itself, you wore a made of the you were made in part of the jugs and you uh, denied part of the jugs, but he never asked you for jugs at all. He only asked you for oil. And therefore, there's no shvu in the first place at all over here. He never asked you for the jugs and therefore there's no shvu on the jugs and there's no shvu on the oil either. That's the Pshadon on the Mishnah according to Rabchi Baraba.